passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome. Welcome to Blumble, everybody. Pretty early start for us. Yeah, a little bit. Probably go till about 11.15 or so-ish. Not feeling great today. Did not sleep well at all. Worked myself into a frenzy, which I do so well. Uh, Sleep is such a mind game. Sometimes. And I was fucking it up last night. I was having some trouble sleeping. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's only been like 40 minutes. It's only been an hour. only been two hours. Only been, uh. mm-hmm. And then I start to go, oh, my God, I have to do stuff tomorrow. And my brain is going to be fucking fried. But um, eventually got some sleep. Felt kind of like a zombie all day. And I decided, well, you know, it's not like I have uh, jujitsu and a concert to go to tonight. So that'll be good. But I do have some some things in my back pocket that I can take. Thanks, Big Pharma. Uh, Eight one three ninety Bubba. If you'd like to call in, I don't. I don't feel like taking a call right now, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna just put this on hold for a brief moment. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get into that we kind of we didn't get it into over the show because we were talking about American Idol stars and Tom Brady and Tom Brady, um, and stuff about Tom Brady that nobody even really knows. But hey, did you I get hear it. he retired? What? That's so crazy, Tom. Um, it does interest me, though, to some degree to be like, how much was it because he didn't retire? Is it, you know, could he have saved his marriage? Like, I don't know. It, he, he's, an, he's an interesting person because he's a very enig- enigmatic person. He doesn't really talk a lot yeah. about his personal life. And you know what? Good on him. I, uh, I, I applaud people like that. I like people that just try to stay out of the drama circle of shit and they just try to do their craft. Well, like I said, it's 
nobody's fucking business. Uh, yeah, it's it's not. But you know what interests the public interests the public. People, you know? people can talk about it, but they also act like they know. Uh, well, them. no, not even that. It's that that they deserve to know what's going on. Like like Giselle oh. and Tom owe it to the people to tell them what's going on. Yeah. No, this isn't like the Royals in a sense because a lot of times, at least when I was watching the horrible Harry and Meghan deal. Um, the relationship between the public and the royals is like, hey, listen, we fund your fucking life. Mm-hmm. You, we want to know what's going on with you and your marriage and and why you cheated on your wife. Like, it, the people love the drama, and I feel like that's a big reason why they like to keep it around. Also, because of the tradition, but like people want to know what's going on in your life, and because they're funding your lifestyle, they feel like they 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 earned that right to your private life. But it's not that ca- it's not the case with celebrities in the united states but what interests the public interests the public so we can talk about how like uh stupid it is that they're weighing in on it but then we weigh in on it and we talk about it mm-hmm. so it be would it be i i feel like me and you are similar in the fact that we um uh, we like the idea of having a private life despite being somewhat public people yeah uh, and it seems like, and here's the thing. I was talking to this, this swinger couple yesterday, Lupe and Misha. Very nice people. Okay. I've, I've learned that about people in the lifestyles. They're, they're very nice. They're very open and they're, they're non-judgmental, willing to talk, answer your questions. And I appreciate that because mm-hmm. I got a lot of questions always. So after the camera stopped rolling, we stopped taping and Bubba left. I talked to them probably for about 15, 20 minutes. At least. Yeah. About, you know, their kid, what's going on, um, the, just the whole uh, what it's like to be in the lifestyle and how you deal with with jealousy and things like that. And what it seems like to me is what people are able to do, especially the the women say and men, but they're able to separate the affection and loving part of sex with it just being like a sexual act, which women aren't very good at doing. So that's why I'm always very interested. Like guys, I, I, I feel like they can easily fuck and not get attached, but do you really want to see your woman fucking somebody else? And then that creates a whole laundry list of insecurities you didn't know you had about, well, does she like it better from him? And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. She's never scream that way for me sort of a thing and i just feel like that is so the mental gymnastics just i don't know it to me i don't think it would be worth it to be like oh i gotta i gotta have sex with somebody new i'm just speaking for myself i don't know how blitz feels but uh, you know oh i gotta have sex with a new person great well now i have to deal with all of the shit about him possibly liking someone more than me and i that it to me is not do you think it'd be easier to like be in the same room or just to know about it and not see it? That's a good question because there's pros and cons to both. Number one, obviously, if you're in the room, you see it and that might be a good Good thing. It might be bad, but to be honest with you, I would probably feel more comfortable just seeing it Mm -hmm. versus it being like behind my back. Yeah. I'm not saying behind your back. No, I know. But I mean, in terms of like not in front of my face and I don't know what's going on and I'm thinking, I'd rather just see the worst instead of imagine it. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, 
and just be there to feel like, all right, we're being open. This is weird, but at least I can see everything that's going on. I'm not imagining anything. I, I know the truth and then I'll deal with the truth versus like, and also it, I, I would also be interested not only just in the actual acts of sex, but like there's a lot of things that are said during sex. Like, what do you like if you're in a different room and he's like, you know, no one's fucked me like that. Like he said something like, I'd be like, mm-hmm. Hey, what the fuck? Or if they're like, we should meet up later. Right. And then they start doing things behind your back. Do you want to go out for dinner? Right, right, right. Like, I feel like those things almost matter more. Cause it's like, how connected are you to this person? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and I also like having, to me, and I feel like as with my generation and it seems like with subsequent generations, um, privacy is not really valued in, in so many different ways. Not but, like it used to be. Right. Um, and also, to me, like sex is like a, like a private thing, I guess. So I understand like people who are swingers and maybe don't tape it, but still like it's private and you're doing it in front of other people. It's just like, I don't know you. Um, this is, I've given you a lot of access to my uh, private life right now. And that's really reserved for one person, not a team of people. You know, that's just how I view it in my head, I guess. So I don't think that the lifestyle is for me, but hey, Probably fucking not. do you. Do what do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. We'll take a as Daniel in chat says. Eat that cupcake. Eat that cupcake. What's up? Hey, God bless my fellow atheist. Hey, Scal, what's going on? Oh, not much. This trailer truck in today. You know, I don't think like uh, a sexual betrayal is bad, especially when you're there. To me, what would fuck me up is an emotional betrayal. Right. Like if they go up and chat to someone, and like. You know, going on about this or that instead of coming to me with it. To me, that's way worse. Yeah, and that's kind of why I'd want to be in the same room so you can kind of hear everything, including the small talk. Right. Because what you might build up in your head could be way worse than what actually. Oh happens. yeah, and I got a lot of build up in the head, so I need to see. <laughs> I need to see everything so I can just deal with that and not have to imagine. What's going on? Because yeah. I think that that would be immensely worse. You know, when we were first together, we had a couple incidences where we had, you know, threesomes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And none of it we ever looked for. It just kind of happened. Right. And, like, we we're both good with it. We kind of had some loose talks, you know, if, if it happens again, yeah, I'm down with this. I'm not down with that kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, we've never hunted it out. But, uh, yeah, if I found out that, like, she was talking to some bitch on the phone, like, every night, like, burning up the numbers while I was, like, sleeping, that that would mess with me. Absolutely. Even if nothing even ever happened. Absolutely. So, yeah, everybody's got their line. It's just knowing what your line is. Right. Like, yeah. We're going to to Greece in October. You had what? They're going to Greece in Oh, October. Greece. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I talked to I talked to Big Gulp about that quite extensively at Tate's. She's, she's I oh, mean, right you both on. are awesome, but just... She was just telling me how grateful she was for everything in her life, and it, it made me really happy. Mm-hmm. I, I like, yeah, I can't believe this is my life every day. I, I want to pinch myself. Good. It, it's crazy. Good. But, um, I want to I thank you guys for how hard you guys work and the people not on the staff, like creating, especially with, with a pregnant wife at home. And, oh, my God, the baby is so beautiful. I know, I know. And Big Red, yeah, oh, and all those people and, that are kind of yeah, local that help Big out. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just such a phenomenal time. And all the new people that are starting to contribute, it's so exciting yes. to see where this is going to grow and where it's going to go. And, and like the Hotsies have learned, it's, it's a big family. We embrace everybody. Come have a good time. Thank you for Don't being the one of the highlights of BARP every every year, Scout. You and Big Ol. I mean, you're just you're just so much fun, and you just want to have like soak up every second of fun, and it just it, it makes me so it's contagious, you know. And what you did for um uh the Hoxies, you know, that was very generous and very kind of you. Uh, like I said, it was just our idea. It was really I couldn't believe how generous everybody was. And yeah, how everybody was. To want to join in, and, and that's what I'm talking about. It's, mm-hmm. it's Hazlett says it best every year when he's on stage. It's, it's an all-inclusive group that, in any other circumstances, we probably wouldn't come together in any kind of way, but we do, and it's just such a good time, and, you know, it's just so good. Steve, will you put on the Bubba Army wish list those type of headphones you have to have to be in studio um, in case people want to start purchasing their own pairs for, for bar for $199 in the future? Uh. I can do that. Or, or uh, if you want to send me the link so so I can purchase a couple pairs, however yeah. you want to do it. Okay. I'm all easy breezy. Awesome. All that. right. Well, Thank you, Scout, right, for everything. Thanks for all you guys do. And for what you do forward. year-round. I, I, I'm, I'm over winter already and already looking forward to next year's bar. So. <laughs> good, good. Nice. Well, we're excited to have you back. Hopefully we see you before then, though. All right. Sounds good. You can all right. be good. Yep. All right. Thank take you. care. Bye. Eight one three ninety Bubba, uh yeah. So I'm always very intrigued by swingers and how they deal with uh with all the uh, emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. And then they were asking me questions about like our relationship. They're like, "Well, we've been together for twenty years," and like, "How long have you and your boyfriend been together?" I'm like, "Uh, coming up on a year." And they're like, "All right, see, you're not bored of each other yet." They're like, "Just wait until like year seven, and then you're really gonna want to fucking try to switch things up." And I'm like, "Oh." God, I don't want to be like 45 that getting into hey, hey, no shame, no shade, no nothing. But um, I I think it's also just like a, we'll a personality thing. Yes, we will. Yes. To um to have sex with all of the uh, the calientes mm-hmm. and the upside down pineapples. So we'll be doing that. Yeah. I did want to get into something we kind of I don't think we even covered it on the air, just maybe on hot mic. Lummy and I were talking about it. Um, uh, and maybe you have more insight into this, but the uh Chinese balloon the spy balloon to call it a balloon i don't know why when i saw that i'm like what the fuck like they didn't call it a drone it's too low to be a satellite so i was like they're just calling it a balloon like that seems so um like harmless and what's the word i'm looking for Sorry, the word search isn't isn't in full swing right now, but um, it just seems like you kind of like mar- uh, you're jobbing them out a little bit, you know, like oh, this fucking lantern balloon Chinese style. That's is, what it is, though. Is floating, but it's a, isn't it a surveillance deal? Isn't it? A, isn't doesn't well, it have a camera? China came out and said, "We're sorry that one of our weather balloons floated over the U.S." What's this balloon made out of? Like just a it's it's a giant balloon. That's it. Yeah, you know, it has like stuff hanging from the bottom of it, but like we release those all the time here for weather. Okay, and like what what's what kind of size are we talking about? Like a um, like a hot air balloon they size? Said yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's it must have like cameras or something. Some kind of sensors on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because they make it just sound like it was a red lantern that got away from them during the no, lunar new year like, or something. But like we release those all the time. Okay. For and for weather. So, and do you think that it was a? Uh, a mistake? No. No. But here's the thing. 
like the reason why we didn't shoot it down or haven't yet or whatever supposedly is they have a ton of spy satellites that fly over and will find out way more information than a balloon will so so it's a pretty harmless deal it's stupid is it is it the why is it even in the news if if stuff like this happens all the time hold on well you Chinese mean, balloons over the U.S. does not happen all the time. Okay. It's happened before. But we have balloons that... We really... Yeah, like all, all the big meteorological meteorological offices in the U.S. release weather balloons all the time. Okay. And is that's more effective than like a satellite is to send up a fucking balloon? Yeah. Because okay. it's very, very, very cheap compared to a satellite. You can release, you know, hundreds of thousands of... And you of can them. literally go like that? You walk outside and you let go of it. And also what it can do is it can go up the atmosphere at like 5,000 feet, 10,000 feet, 15... It'll tell you what the different temperatures and wind speeds and all that okay. at the altitudes are. Okay. So you just think it's a weather deal? You think it's pretty... No, I think it's more than that. Okay. But I don't think it's much more than that. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much all the information we have right now. I heard something about not wanting to, to shoot it down because of the debris. Is that even a thing? Or is it just full of helium? Well, it's full of helium, but it's carrying, like, stuff, sensors and stuff. Huh. Okay. But, I mean, you know, if they wanted to shoot it down, they would shoot it down over open land somewhere and it wouldn't i mean it'd be fine okay but do you think it would be like an act of like an act of war no but they wouldn't they wouldn't appreciate it sure but they've already they did come out today and apologize they're like oh we're sorry sorry about that uh it has uh meteorological and other scientific purposes and said that they uh regret that it strayed into u.s airspace okay so but then we're just gonna let it eat and let it pass over, or and do they just do those just stay in the air forever? Like I don't even know. Um, uh, yeah, forever? eventually they kind of break down and the uh, it'll pop. They kill a few uh, rural Indian people or mm-hmm. whatnot. Interesting. Okay, I wasn't sure how serious that was. It seemed to be odd. I, th- it's just s- all over the news, and like even like yeah. the channel we're watching now in the corner, it talks about it, like because they're gonna a, pen- a Chinese Pentagon, spy balloon. There's a Pentagon briefing at noon about it, right? And then. Uh, Blinken was going to go over there and he's going to leave today, but now he's postponing his trip to China. To, yeah, Beijing. Oh, to meet Xi Jinping yeah. in Beijing. Right. So I did hear about that's that. delayed now until they find out what's going on with this <clears throat> spy balloon. Yeah. It just seemed to be it just seemed to be odd to to be uh, concerned about a balloon. And I'm like, are we jobbing him out by calling it a balloon? But you're like, that's what it is. It's a fucking balloon. So that was um, I'm glad we cleared that up because I really didn't know too much about that i also wanted to cover torture hell yeah how we feel about it love it if we think it's effective because you could think something's not nice but you think it's effective mm-hmm. you could just think something is nice but not effective you could think that they're it's both the same or both not this i don't know but um Torture is something I wanted to bring up today because there uh, there was a prisoner at Gitmo, and I believe he was an American citizen that joined Al-Qaeda, if I'm not, Al-Qaeda, however you'd like to pronounce it. Um, U.S. military officials said Thursday they released and sent to Belize a... Sent to Belize, okay? A one-time Al-Qaeda courier... Who had completed his sentence. Hmm. The transfer of Majid Khan ended in imprisonment that included torture at clandestine CIA sites and 16 years at the Guantanamo Bay Detention Center. He was there for 16 years? I guess he was. 
Hmm. Khan, a Pakistani citizen who grew up outside of Baltimore, I knew there was a, a U.S. connection there, wound up in the Central American nation under a Biden administration agreement with the government. Uh, Khan's lawyer said he should have been freed last February under a pretrial agreement. Just last February. So he's in his early 40s now, said in a statement through his legal team that he deeply regretted his period of working with Al-Qaeda in his early 20s. That included working as a courier and taking part in planning several plots that were never carried out. I promise all of you, especially the people believe that I will be a productive, law-abiding member of society. I will not let you down. Well, thank you for the kind words, Khan. Now, it's got me thinking all about uh, torture and Bush. And boy, do I hate the Bushes. All of them. I just I mean, I know all politicians are, are dirty and filthy, but usually not all politicians, you know, uh, dupe the entire world into getting involved in a uh, in a war that should never have happened. But I understand that that's just kind of how the nature of geopolitics works. You say that there's weapons of mass destruction. You go in, you secure oil and other resources and then you go, I guess we just never found him. But at least Saddam's out, but ISIS is in. Sorry about that. Anyways, see you later. Mm-hmm. Bye. So during the Bush administration, I think it was, what, 2002, um, is when they decided that, the, I don't know exactly when Gitmo was set up. I want to say 2000, end of 2001, 2002. Um Remember when they were talking about, they didn't call it torture. Do you remember what it was called, what they called it? The cute mm. little, it's not torture. It's enhanced interrogation. Oh, okay, yeah. Guys, it's not torture. No! We're just going to ask them questions a little bit louder. That's all. Maybe scream in their face a little bit. I mean, whatevs, who cares? Comes out, we're full on uh, torturing these people. Yeah. And you might say, well, Anna, why are you such an advocate for... Uh, terrorists and people involved in Al-Qaeda and the destruction of the United States. Why is that such a bad... Who cares? And why are we talking some, about something that closed a long time ago? Because, you know, Obama promised to close it, so it's closed, right? I don't think so. Oh, oops. I think it's, uh, I think it's still there. Yeah, he said he was going to close it, mm-hmm. but then he actually uh, he ramped it up. <laughs> and not only did he ramp it up, uh, of what I remember, I think we opened up a few other places around the world where we're like hey we can't torture people on american soil so can you open up a prison and we'll uh you know maybe pay you or give you some sort of arms deal if you could get extract some information Mm. from these guys please and thank you whether it be in syria or bahrain i know we were doing i don't want to say that was under obama that may have been under bush um but there were uh, many places that conducted things like this but maybe not at the hands of american citizens or the cia but you know in collusion with our um intelligence agencies because we need to extract information from these people but as as far as my understanding and again i have a very rudimentary understanding of all of this sort of stuff but i know that if i was being tortured in some capacity i probably would just tell the people what they wanted to hear so that they would stop torturing me. I think that's how it kind of works. And again, yeah. I, I don't think that I'm being an advocate for um, people who are trying to destroy the United States or kill American citizens or anybody for that matter, put other people in danger that I have some sort of 
affection for these people. And I know we've talked about it ad nauseum, my stance on uh, the death penalty. It's not like I really care for Nicholas Cruz and I want him to be around because I think he can be rehabilitated. It's more of just like what the state should be allowed to do. Now, will you see me at any protests? Uh, fuck no. I don't think I would protest for I don't even think I would protest for my right to vote, to be honest with you. I'm like, what's the bathroom situation like? Uh, no bad porta potties. I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to vote. I'm, I'm very lazy in that way. I like to th- have thought experiments and talk and discuss. But when push comes to shove, I'm, I'm very just like, uh, you want to take away, you know, women's suffrage? Like, I'm not going to fight you. I wouldn't because I'd uh, yeah, mostly because of the bathroom situation. We don't want women, women to suffer. Right. Exactly. Um, R.I.P. Funny Jimmy Kimmel. Like he was so cool at one point. Yeah. A long and, time ago. And Adam Carolla is just I feel like he's like, what happened, mm-hmm. buddy? Used to be fun. Yeah, he's busy fixing up houses and stuff. Yeah. So, um, in regards to torture, like letting this guy loose, and I, I was listening to this guy, uh, John Karaku. I think that's how you say his name. I thought he was Japanese. I think it's just Greek. But uh, he worked for the CIA, and if, if the name sounds familiar, it should because in 2007 he did a an interview with ABC, and he's like, "Yeah, they were torturing people," and um. He ended up uh, going to uh, prison for 23 months, federal prison, and he pled guilty because they had the jury stacked. I think that it was in Virginia, like he was tried in Virginia, and they're like, you either plead guilty or we're going to have a jury stacked full of CIA guys and FBI guys that are going to put you away for fucking 20 years. Mm. So he pled guilty and he, he spent about two years in federal prison, <clears throat> and he said he doesn't regret one moment of it. Um but yeah, he was talking about what they were floating around in CIA when he was working for CIA and how they wanted to uh, like pretty much the um, the inception of of Guantanamo Bay and doing it overseas and the fact that it was illegal and that you're not allowed to torture people and the fact that there were American soldiers who were put in prison for like 20 years for torturing and waterboarding Viet Cong. Like you're just it was part of the American way that you're just not supposed supposed to torture anybody, whether it be a foreign foe or a domestic ally or whatever. You're just, it's just not what we do in America. So we don't we don't do that in America. We do that in Cuba. Right. And Bahrain and Syria and other places um, to, quote, extract resources. Now, hear me out on this, and I feel like this is probably going to be a controversial statement. When you start torturing people for, I don't know, 16 years at Gitmo, I feel like when you release them, they're probably not going to hate America any less. Um, Probably not. So in my estimation... You kind of just got to finish the job. Like you can't. Here's the thing. Right. And this is what John Kuriaku was saying. Is He was saying that we were taking like hundreds, maybe thousands of people to get Mo. Many of whom were not guilty of doing anything. Mm-hmm. But they had information or they were mistaken or they just thought that they were associated with yeah. Al Qaeda. And they go and they torture these people. And he was saying, when you let these guys go. He's like, if you, they weren't radicalized before, right. they're they radicalized yeah, now. Yeah. Now they are. Now they are. So he was basically saying, like, you know, it tortured. You, you're not getting any information. Um, it doesn't work. You're the, making the situation work because worse because you're making people a who are innocent hate America and radicalizing them, 
or B, you know, you're you're turning people into to martyrs and essentially you got to keep them there forever. So my whole deal is like you can't torture someone for two decades almost and then let them free. Like that that is probably the worst play ever in my estimation. Right. Because and again, I don't think we should be killing people either, but also you 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 can't let them out. It's a weird uh, <laughs> triple edged sword. You've tortured them. They hate us. I feel like they're probably going to be um, somewhat emboldened to vindicate all the things that we did to them and um, might make it their life's mission to destroy America more than before. So it's like, okay, yeah, you were sentenced to 16 years at Guantanamo Bay. Now you're out. Now what? Mm -hmm. You think they're going to be rehabilitated? I don't think so. So, um, yeah, I would like to hear hear from the people, 81390Bubba, how you feel about well, torture. Well, <laughs> Bright Farm John's Island yeah. gave us $19.99. then For torture. Super Fat Bubba Light said, oh, hey, no problem, and mm. gave us $19.99. Oh, freak, yeah. Thank you so much for that jacket. I really did wear it everywhere, didn't I? Yes, you did. I loved it. I love it. it uh, cr- I wore tense. it a while, too. Yeah, I felt like a little bit like Chris Farley, fat guy, little coat. Yeah. But that's just because it was a, a double XS. Double XS. Yeah. So it was extra, a, extra small. Yeah, and it it fit me, but like I could, I didn't have like a lot of right. mobility. Like I wouldn't be doing yoga in it, but I loved it. And thank yeah, you, you so wore much. It the whole time. Yeah, I I wanted to keep the tag on because I'm like this was originally two hundred and thirteen dollars. Like that's that's more than mm-hmm. I'd ever spend on mm-hmm. a jacket or a like a home or anything. I just I don't spend that kind of money. Um, on a home. <laughs> I don't spend any $200. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever spent more than maybe the most I've spent is $100 on the bridesmaid's dress or $100 maybe on a pair of like good running shoes. But that is the that's the limit. Mm-hmm. No more. No mas. So 81390 My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint mobile for details getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking what's your secret 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I'd like to have you guys weigh in. I'm trying to move away from relationship talk. So hopefully we're doing that. You guys want to, you know, want to talk about torture a little bit. Yeah. So, you, so you're not for torture, but you're saying if we bring him there, might as well kill him. I'm saying I'm not. <laughs> here's Listen, a, here's the, here's the thing. If torture worked, mm-hmm. like I guess I'd be a little bit more open to it. But if you're just gonna say anything, are you sure it doesn't? I mean, because we're not gonna tell you what really goes on. Of there. course not. And but, we're not gonna say, well, this guy gave us X amount of information, and eighty percent of it is valid and 20s not they're not gonna say any of that right so. i and and i understand that and this is kind of like the tom brady divorce deal where we we don't we're making judgments on things we don't have all the information for so it's kind of a little bit difficult but just from a again people who are against torture say it doesn't work people who are for it say it does so it's hard to kind of get a gauge both are considered i've heard cia guys talk about defend gitmo i've heard cia guys mm-hmm. say like this whistleblower that said it just doesn't fucking work um, so it's kind of hard to measure, but from if I'm just using my little pea brain and someone is doing something that's incredibly painful to me, I'm probably going to say whatever it is just to make it stop, you know? Um, so if there was like convincing evidence that it was effective and then like how much of it is just like, you're just torturing them to... You're not even looking for it. You're just looking to fuck with them because you can and they're a prisoner and you're just trying to, you know, like the Yabu. I know, I know what you're saying, gra- but, but also we don't know that's what's happening. Right. I mean, again, according to this guy who, right, we it's he said versus uh, CIA said. Because I'm, I'm willing, again, and I don't know either. I'm willing to bet it's more along the lines of like, hey, you know, we bring these people here. We, you know, probably treat them okay. Um interrogate them a lot and then like there's probably a handful that we do you know torture-ish type things too but it's not even like real torture i mean uh, maybe we're not pulling fingernails off but waterboarding and then like chaining people so that they're like standing on their toes for hours and then like throwing cold ice water on them and or you, you know preventing them from sleeping sleep deprivation mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we're not like cutting them open and or like uh, ripping off their fingernails one by one or something like that. But again, again, it just seems like that's that's probably not the move either. Even if it's not the worst torture, it's still imagine enduring that for sixteen years. I mean, so what if someone told you, yeah, that we torture people by by 
throwing cold water on them and that kind of like again not pulling fingernails and yeah. they said hey look almost every time we've done that we've gotten good valid information off them then i would then i would absolutely reconsider if i thought the torture was or in it, whatever roughing right. somebody up i don't know how you want to define sure, it sure but if we knew that we could extract good quality information from them then um then i would be more open to it but but again i just see it as it not being not only because it's like not nice not because i'm like human rights Mm -hmm. chick not only because it's not nice which it's it's fucking not and it would be nice if america had a some sort of standard of like we treat people whether they are friend or foe with a certain standard um but beyond that if it's not effective and it's against my human rights uh, ethos. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we let these people go, which seems like counterintuitive because you're like, well, they they didn't do anything wrong. But then it's like, if the long game is to protect American citizens and protect American lives, torturing someone for almost two decades and then releasing them into the wild seems like it's probably not the move. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You know, so uh, that's that's almost like the, the the main reason. It's like, oh, sorry, you were the wrong person or we didn't get anything out of it or you served your sentence or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. It comes to its logical conclusion to let someone then go, whether they deserve to go or not. I'm thinking long play. That person probably doesn't like the country anymore. Right than they did before and they're probably going to do everything in their power to get back at us there's, i mean that there's no question like so i'm like to. that's you can't you can't do that and it, and it seems like almost like you can't like and even if you're just wrongfully detained for 10 years i mean that would still piss me the fuck off and when i got out i'm like listen i wasn't anti-american before but i sure shit am now yeah yeah, yeah. So it's kind of this weird, but then you also need to apprehend some of these people that deserve to be there or just you know, because they're actively trying to mm-hmm. destroy American lives and, uh, you know, take everything that we've, we've worked so hard to accomplish. So it's just, it's kind of like a, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, but if the goal is to protect America, I feel like letting them go is like, you just, you just gotta like, you gotta fucking like kill them. <laughs> and i'm not even like for the death penalty but i'm like yeah, yeah what do you you gonna you gonna release that abused dog slash person that you've treated like shit that you've sodomized that mm-hmm. you've raped apparently according to khan's testimony he was like sexually abused and and you think about these people who i mean to be sexually abused is like uh i almost said a normal person as in like an average american man is probably not good but then you got to throw on the like the muslim kicker and it's like yeah i mean their own people would kill them because they're like a disgrace and they're gay and they're gonna burn in hell and it's like it's this whole added like cultural layer of like tainting a human being you know i forget who 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 did this with like um i don't know some sort of like uh I don't know if it was the Israelis or the Palestinians where they were like sending things over or bullets over with like pig's blood on them. Mm. So then you like you not only are you like injured with a bullet, you have like unkosher or non haram fucking blood. Yeah. Yeah. And that I I don't remember who was doing that. But either way, like you're you're adding this like extra layer of um, 
insult to injury. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know what the game plan is. I don't like the government uh, torturing people. Um, I do love secrets, though. So that is why I kind of like CIA stuff, obviously, um, because I love secrets and I love wheeling and dealing. And I love the fact that we can, you know, we say China's our enemy, but we buy all their shit and we take all their products and we borrow money from them to fuel a war, who, which they are against because they're chumming up with Russia. It's just so interesting how everything is so interconnected. Right. And, you know, even you and I were talking about this on the way home from Charleston as we saw like a, a guy in a truck and it was he seemed like he was a like a, a MAGA guy. Remember, he had the wood yeah. in the back and oh, he yeah. had all these stickers about American made. And I was like. I bet you get that guy out of the car. He's wearing a shirt that was made in China or some shit. Well, what truck was he driving? Was it a Toyota? It was. And you were telling me It said like buy American only or suffer or something like that. like American made shit. Um, But he was driving a Toyota, which is a Japanese car. I know. Didn't you say a lot of the parts are... Oh, I mean, a lot of the foreign trucks are made more in America than American trucks are. Right. Yeah. So when you think that you're buying something that's like American made, maybe it maybe it was manufactured the in America. Profits are going to the Japanese company. Yeah, but but even beyond that, like people think that if something says it's made in America, that every every part of it, you don't know where the cotton was extracted or if it was silk that was taken from mm-hmm. like a Chinese factory. Like all of the, and just because it says made in America doesn't mean that the supply chain begins and ends in America. Right. Is what people don't understand. And, um, you know, I was listening to this this guy, Peter Zahan, who I'm like, um, I'm, I'm his, his new biggest fan. And he talks a lot about he knows so much. Either he knows either he is just the, the biggest fucking like fraud ever because he just spits so many facts. But or he's a genius. I'm not quite sure yet. Jury's still out. But he like was showing, you know, a, a pair of new AirPods. And he's like, there are twelve hundred steps in the supply chain. So, you know, you think it's made in China. He's like, but the this was extracted from the Congo because you got cobalt here. And if it's a rechargeable battery, you have lithium, which was extracted in Afghanistan. And then you have this part and this plastic and this piece of metal. And that. so you think that, you know, all these products, it's just comes from American made American jobs or just from China. It's like, nah, man, it's like fucking this. Yeah. Everything's entangled with the, with each other. Made from American cotton. Well, it might be grown here. But then it's sent to China. And they do some stuff, and it's sent somewhere else, right. and then they, you know, they, they, you know, goes over to India, and they do something else to it, and then it's shipped to Mexico, where they build it and send it over here. Yeah, and that's like the beauty, and also whatever the ugly side of globalization. This guy in the chat says that uh, Toyotas are some assembled in Mexico. They are now. Most of them are all Mexican. However, he had an older one, so it was probably made in Texas. Right. But but they are now almost all made in Mexico. And you you think about all of the, the parts that um that make up a car, whether it be the plastic and the metal mm-hmm. and like just the different raw materials, it's not like you're gonna find that in any one place. The glass and the the, the software and the sure. lithium battery and you know, it might be ex- the cobalt might be extracted in the Congo, but then it's sent to Taiwan mm-hmm. to fucking the they make the battery, which is sent to Mexico, which is sent back to Japan, which is sent to the US. And here you're thinking like, Oh, American made. It's like you, you don't know shit. Right. It's all this is globalization. This is how this all works. That's what happened after mm-hmm. 
World War II is that um, countries could just trade with each other more freely than they ever had in the past. You didn't have to just have like one fucking crop and you're like, we do grain here or we do iron or whatever. So um, which is beautiful because a lot of countries were able to to industrialize and get wealthy together. But then also it's kind of scary because we're so reliant on on each other for stuff that if one person defects, the whole system crumbles. So there we go. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Tom Brady's ex-boyfriend, Dark Match Steve. How's oh, it going? What's up, Dark Match? How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, I was just calling about uh, the torture stuff or a little yeah. bit related. Um, I had a friend, uh, this guy's freaking hilarious. He's, he's like one of my best buddies and he was in the army and, uh, right now he's like working in Alaska and, uh, he was working at McMurdo in, uh, what's it called? Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's like all over the place. He's, he's, he's fucking awesome. But, um, but yeah, this guy is like, <laughs> he's funny as hell. He worked at this, uh, at one of the terrorist prisons. It wasn't Guantanamo. It was some prison in Afghanistan. Okay. And, um. So they would have, like, all of these guys in, like, one holding area, and they went to come get this guy. They told him um, they told him that he had to get, like, a, a med- or No, he was going. They were getting him to do a medical checkup. They told him that they were setting him free. So, like, uh, they, they go to this thing, and they're like, all right, dude, halas. That's, like, the name for your done or whatever. Yeah. That's the word for it, halas. And, um... They're like, bro, you're done. Get, come on, Halas, you're done. And they all start, all these guys start praying around him and, like, doing all this. <laughs> and they're, like, celebrating that he's leaving. So they go do the medical thing, and they bring him back. And he's just like, nay, Halas, nay. <laughs> and they all they all got fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they brought, they brought his ass back there. It sounded fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, some, uh, that's some crazy shit. So where's your, your friend right now? Um, he's in Tampa. Okay. He's, uh, he's like on a vacation from Alaska. Okay. Yeah. And he, and he also worked in Antarctica. Yeah, that was, uh, he, he had a contract with them. That was his last thing for like a couple years, mm. like three years, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the Alaska gig, I think he likes a little better and he kind of, he comes back like every couple months. It's like the Antarctica deal. They'd stay out there for like, you know, eight months to a year or something like that. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yeah. Hard pass on but that. Yeah. Well, anyways, thanks to Stark Match, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. All, All right. right. See you later. Yeah. See you. Bye. Um, I saw this guy on Rogan. Many of my stories are like that. who? Uh, Rogan. Okay. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the guy who was like, I want to go across Antarctica by myself. <laughs> that was Bubba? Yeah, Bubba was on there. <laughs> this fucking dumbass. And here's the thing, like, it's kind of a blurred line where I have a deep respect for someone who does something very challenging. And then the line kind of is blurry. It's fuzzy. And then you go, you're just a, you are. What are you doing? Yeah. Like the guy who was running or... The Forrest Gump guy? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, what? Yeah, why? Because of a 
It's a fake movie. It's not even a real movie, but you are such a mark for mm-hmm. goddamn Tom Hanks that you feel like you need to run around the country for uh, 15,000 yeah. miles. It's like, okay, that's amazing that you can do that. Like, what a feat. And also, why? I mean, it is amazing, but it's like, you're not breaking. Uh, well, I don't know. I, not that you're not breaking records, but it, like if you give anybody enough time, like they could fucking probably do that. I mean, I don't agree. I mean, they may die or something, but I just think that like, why do you have that much tenacity when it comes to something that I deem as dumb? Like that to me is stupid. Yeah. The guy who went across Antarctica with the fucking sled where he was literally carrying his shit. I'm like, you can't, you can't, and I didn't know if he was carrying his shit because he was using it for fuel or if he's like, I don't want to litter. Because if it's the latter, then what a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> what would be the purpose of carrying uh, your own shit? I, I don't know if he was like, I honestly think it was because he didn't want to litter. So, and he would set up camp and it, a lot of times he couldn't like shit outside because it was too cold. So I don't even know how he would do it. He would just like set up his tent, sleep in there. Uh, weather the storm and he uh, it's not like you can run or do anything fast and half the time you're going against the wind so uh, he was just there's like some video that he took where he's going literally 0.02 miles an hour trudging across this fucking continent from hell and rogan was like really pumping him up and i'm like what do you and the motherfucker had like a, a wife and a kid like what are you doing at some point, you go, your brain is fucking broken, bro. Like, clearly, you just need, maybe you need to pick up a new hobby. Like, do uh, fucking karate or something. Like, why do you have to do something dumb like that? And I kind of feel that way about the the alpinist. The, oh, uh, yeah. Marc-Andre Leclerc. Yeah. Where you go, why, why did you have to free ball that? Why did you have to die? But then I also kind of get that's how they, like, get the rocks off. Um, when we were watching that thing on Netflix about people just going through like horrendous, treacherous things because it, like the pain helps them cope mm-hmm. with trauma. It either a helps them ho- cope with trauma, or b it's like they're such adrenaline junkies that they cannot like get uh an erection on reality that they have to do something so fucking crazy, like possibly get uh impaled by bullhorns or some shit doing the little dance i think i've seen that it's not the uh it, the guy was french it wasn't like the um bull fighting toriando what is it come on guys uh, the fucking toriando um come like, on where they yell toro toriando is a jujitsu thing yeah. but you know what i'm talking about the yeah, bullfighters bull but the what's the spanish word Chat. Um, I don't Hello? know. Help me out. For the actual bullfighter, what their name is? Yeah, the the fucking it was. Um, oh, I don't know. Matador. Oh, okay. Matador. Thank you, Anna. Forgetting that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, these guys weren't doing that. They were just had a bull, and they would have to like jump over yeah. it or like dance. Yeah, there was no bullfighting. No, there was no like sphere or anything. But we saw this, and I'm like, oh, you know, thinking it's Netflix, it's fucking. Uh, you know, as, as Bubba calls it, chill a dog in it. I'm like, ah, oh, they're not going to show anything. They fucking show this guy getting paled. I'm like, what well, the he fuck? deserved it. 
And so he's like lying there, like bleeding out. And he's like, it's this is what it's all about. And I'm like, what? What? Like, I'm so confused why you would do that. Um, and then there was a, a, a group of ladies, a group of lady cyclists who decided that they wanted to go on this. Um, it's it's like the uh, the Tour de France from hell where they have to do it on like cobblestones. cobblestones. So dumb, slippery and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like with mud and shit. And they're just like, we like the without the pain, there is no gain. And it's like, I understand that to a degree. Like me more than anybody. I understand yeah. how dopamine works in the brain. Mm-hmm. And how you have to, you seriously have to challenge yourself or inflict some, I'm going to put pain in quotes, but this is why I'm such an advocate for working out and doing hard things is because A, it builds confidence and B, it just helps reset your dopamine reward system in your brain. Because people think like, oh, how do I make myself feel better? I'll just throw pleasure at my brain, eat more, Mm -hmm. more social media, like dopamine, dopamine. But the more you do that, you kind of hit this upper limit and then you start to feel nothing. And that's my whole theory as to why most like Hollywood children, like celebrity children, end up fucking, you know, addicts because they can't. Like Tom Brady's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Because they can't feel anything. They've been given everything and handed everything their whole lives that the only way they can feel a high is if they start doing hard drugs because they can't yeah. get it from their external. They don't know how to extract it because there's no like I work hard and I get a Benz. It's like I turned 16 and I got a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. That that you're killing the fucking the drive. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot. He's like, I'm so happy I was poor growing up because it fucking put that fire underneath my ass to feel because he remembers what it was like. Yeah. And to earn it, not to just be given it, but to earn something, you appreciate it so much more, which is why you don't really see people who are, you know, CEOs of companies that they founded. Typically, those guys don't really go bankrupt. It's the people that win the lottery because they just come into yeah. this wealth. They didn't earn it. And then they spend it like crazy. They're not careful with their money and they lose it all again. But they had a few fun years, man. Who cares? They did have a few fun years before it all went to hell. I don't feel bad for any of them. Like they'll have these shows talking about that, how like the lottery ruined my life. Oh, I don't feel bad. Yeah. It's like, so what? Y- even yeah. look, even if you won like millions. And five years later, you're broke. At least you had five years of fun, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. But then are you like in a worse off situation than before you started? Uh, wah. <laughs> Some people don't feel... Listen, I'm not saying that I have any sympathy for these people. I'm just saying that I, I think, don't think winning the lottery is, is, is good for anybody. I think if you win the lottery and then go broke within... Well, let's, let's call it six years. They'll send you... They should send you right to Gitmo. I second that. Mm-hmm. And so, not let you out because, like you said, don't let them out. Kill yeah, them. yeah. Uh, just um, it's weird because it it there's really a lot of contradictions there. But it's my whole thing is if the goal is to keep us safe, probably the most unsafe thing you could do is torture someone for twenty years and then let them go. That seems like that's not a smart move. So you just go well. Not I mean, to say you're un, you're not able to be rehabilitated, but like you got to think about all the trauma that yeah. person has. The, the the problem is at some point you have to go. Okay, well we've kept them here. There's no other information we can find on them. People are asking about them. We like have to let them go. I guess you can't just kill yeah, from them. Earth. I know. You you can't. But we're also doing a lot of things we shouldn't be doing in the first place anyway. So you might as well just fucking follow that road to its logical conclusion. Right. Which well, is what death. you do is you go. Hey. Okay. So these twenty four. 
uh, prisoners and getting that we've had for whatever years. We're going to put them on a plane and send them back to, you know, whatever country. And, oh, no, over the Atlantic, a tragic accident happened and the plane went down. Yeah. Luckily, the pilot was able to parachute out. Yeah. Um, that could work. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It's like you're already in a situation where you're not you're doing illegal shit. You're like you're not. Americans are not supposed to be torturing people on American soil or at the hands of Americans, which is why we go, well, why don't you fucking do it, mm-hmm. Syria? Or why don't you fucking do it, Bahrain or something like that? But do we or, transfer like a bunch of them over to the Saudis, too, or something? Uh, the some like get my prisoners. Uh, I'm sure we have. And okay. like, let them deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I could see how America could could do that. Absolutely. But we're already doing all the shady shit. At the end of the day, again, if your goal is to preserve America and save American lives and protect American lives, you 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 cannot let these people go. I agree. You 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 cannot let these people go because anywhere they go, they have access to the internet. It's not like they can't connect with people and 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 re-radicalize, or radicalize um and and that's what I heard from this John Kuriaku guy who's uh, – so there was some guy who was apprehended. He was like a Canadian professor. Um, I don't know if he was like Egyptian or something like that. But he was taken. He was tortured. And when they let him go, he was like, yeah, now I'm part of Al-Qaeda, bitch. Right, right. I wasn't before, but I am now. I right. get it. I get that part. So that's – those are my thoughts on torture. My my Here's, here's my my – deal with torture if you're gonna do it uh you gotta just put them out of their misery at the end if you're gonna do it do it right do it right do it do it right do it tight do it right do it right do it tight so uh that's what i have to say about that um but other than that i think it's uh just about time to go yeah hopefully the rain's over by tonight for you yes be, i got I a little not excited about this concert at all I I shit. i'm excited about it and then I got a message from my friend saying that she was really sick, but she was going to try to go. It's like, please don't. Tickets were only thirty four fifty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that much money. I will see you on Monday. Please don't. Because then it's like, well, shit, we have a suite and I don't want to go there. And I love my friend, but I don't want to go there. And you're sick shit. Getting mm-hmm. everybody sick, mm-hmm. then I don't want to go. But then if I don't go, I invited friends from fucking Sarasota, so they can't just fucking roll up without me. So I have to be there, and I didn't sleep. It's not going to be good. But you're anyways, gonna, you're gonna take a nap today. Well, I'm gonna do the opposite of that. I'm actually gonna um, roll around and get my ass whooped. I think Ooh. I'm getting worse at jujitsu. By the way, let's getting any worse at jujitsu. I don't know what? if that's possible, but I think I am getting worse. At that's it. what happens when they give you a new belt, you get worse. I think that's what happens. Because th- here's the thing, like, I am very risk averse. It's it's very against my nature to, like, try to hurt myself or hurt somebody else. And obviously the objective is not to hurt yourself. Yeah. But that is, in, that is inevitable when in most sports, especially this one. So um, I'm, I get in my head sometimes about stuff and then I can't get out of my head. Mm-hmm. So I'll have, like, a bad day. Yeah. And then tuna. Yes. But I mean a bad day in terms of I lose a lot and then I go, man, I suck. And then the next day I go, I'm expecting to lose. And then I do because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, why am I here? I'm not getting any better. And then it really takes a good rattling for me to just be like, I don't 
care if I'm good or bad. I'm doing this because it's good for my brain. It's good for my body or whatever bullshit I tell myself that day. And that's why I'm here. It's not to necessarily, hopefully to improve, but the goal, the the, the objective is to just try to be bad at something and keep showing up because it's good. That's good for you. I heard that someone say that one time. Well, come over to my house. I'll rattle you. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, guys. Um, have a great weekend. Be safe. Uh, we will catch you on Monday. Just a normal week next week, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it normal, but yeah. Well, nothing's normal around here, but a five-day week. Monday morning, 6 a.m., big show. Have a great weekend. Blitz, thank Indian, you so much. Indian food review. Indian food! Just get this fluid change. Yes. Um, I'll be dressed in full Indian garb when we go to uh, where we're going. Like with the feathers and stuff? Uh, more with the, the saris. Oh, okay. Sorry. The saris. That's sorry. the yeah, goal. Sorry. Sorry. We'll get some paneer. We'll get some... Chicken masala, samosas. It's going to be a good time. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Blitz. Goodbye.